The Money Podcast by best-selling author of Money, Rob Moore, dives into how to make, manage, and master money. How to know more, make more, and give more. How to save, invest, and raise money. The Money Podcast is for anyone who wants to make more money in a job, profession, or passion. For money masters and money disasters. They say money doesn't make you happy. Rob says it does. Hi, it's Rob Moore here and welcome to The Money Podcast. Now, a lot of entrepreneurs, people looking for more in their career or looking to make a little bit more money on the side or one day looking to retire, often ask me, Rob, when is it ever enough? Is it ever enough? Am I on this endless pursuit of chasing a dream that I'll never get to? Uh, And um, I've got some specifics that I think will help you. I think on the one hand, um, if it ever becomes enough, then you have nothing left to shoot for. Uh, But on the other hand, if you um, always feel like you're clutching for more, 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 then maybe you can never be satisfied. I want to put some myths to bed, though, and I'm going to focus this on the money part of when is it enough. Um, Now, there are a lot of studies being done about money, and apparently, according to this uh, research, uh, once you get to $75,000, then uh, upwards of there, you don't really get any more tangible happiness. Well, I'd like to say, that's bollocks. That is utter nonsense. Um, At least it was for me. Now, I'm not someone going around doing these studies to a load of people who are uh, faceless and nameless. You know, I'm talking about real-life experience. So let's say you wanted two good holidays a year. Well, a good holiday with a family will probably cost you 10 or 15 grand. So that's 20 to 30 grand. Let's say you've got two kids, you want to put them to private school. That'll cost 25,000 pound a year for a really good school. So there you go, there's your salary gone. What about the tax? What about food? Um, So the reality is, you know, you need a decent amount of money to be able to be happy. And inflation will ensure that that grows. Um, And you increasing your lifestyle will ensure that that grows. And therefore, to a certain degree, it's never going to be enough. Um, What I can tell you is a million probably won't be enough. But there is a figure um, where where I found where it was enough. Because in my life, um, probably from the teenage years to 30 to 31, when I became a millionaire, I always wanted to become a millionaire. Now, right or wrong, judge me or don't. You know, like money's not really a goal for me anymore or a driver, but it was then. And that's cool. I'm I'm okay with that. You know, like you said, a lot of guilt around shouldn't just be focused on money. But hey, if you're focused on money, so then you've got a lot to give away. If you're focused on money so you can look after your family, if you're focused on money so you can create great products and services and do meaningful work, then there's nothing wrong with that. So I thought being a millionaire, that would, that's the panacea. You know, that's like, well, hey, that's the goal. That's the thing I wanted. Millionaire, Ferrari, nice house, you know, nice wife. That's, uh, they were the four things I thought would be the measure of the happy man that I would be. And of course, when I got there, um, everything changed except the wife. <laughs> so I was definitely very happy with my wife. But everything else was like, oh, well, I need a bigger Ferrari, a more expensive Ferrari, bigger house, more money, blah, blah, blah. Uh, now, you get to a million quid, net worth. Uh, And normally you'd say income from assets or um, net worth would be about 5%. It's realistic to expect that you could get 5% income um, from, you know, a million pound net worth. So that's 50 grand a year, which is nothing because you're going to pay tax on that. So that's what, 30, 30, maybe 35 grand a year, something like that. Uh, And that's not really enough to stay in a full family and to have, you know, a few nice things in your life. Because what you can't do is keep eroding the capital because people think, oh, I've got a million quid. That's all right. I've got a million quid. Um, But if you spend that money, 50, 100 grand a year, it's not going to last. 
you know, your whole life. And as you spend it, you get less and you get less interest. So you need this capital lump, which could then pay you an interest, a drawing, a dividend and some income. And I roughly work on 5% because that's realistic. Now, I, I did get to a figure where it was enough, where I didn't think, oh, I needed another million, another five million, another 10 million, whatever else. And I will share that at the end. But I think there's some things to discuss before we get there. So I have no problem with you feeling like it's never enough. And a lot of people come to me with problems. You know, obviously I'm a, a, a business coach and, you know, you know what I do with my podcast and everything else. Uh, and, and people come to me like, oh, Rob, I never feel enough. I'm never satisfied. Like it's a problem. It's like they come to me with, Rob, I'm so overwhelmed. Like it's a problem. Well, overwhelm is a first world problem. Because let's be honest, it's not really a problem. Is it? Oh, I've got too many choices. Oh, I've got too many things. It's not really a problem. Uh, and, um, you know, wanting more uh, and driving for growth is not really a problem. You know, like we feel like what we want is enough money, enough time, uh, you know, the, the the illusion of freedom and, you know, retirement. I've been retired about four times and it is the worst, most boring thing ever. Uh, so I retired first off when I was, what, you know, in my late 20s when I had a, a decent portfolio. I wasn't quite a millionaire then, but um, I retired. I lasted about two weeks. My business partner went on a holiday to Bulgaria. Uh, I really missed him. I didn't really expect to feel like that, but I did. I missed the work. I missed the buzz. I missed feeling important. I missed having something to do. I missed the competitiveness, the drive. And it was the worst thing ever. I was so bored. So much so that I disrupted my own life and started creating more work and started, started to do more things. Because I don't know if like you've ever cleared out your house, you know, and then three months later, there's junk in it again. You create these voids in the world and then you fill them. That's how um, growth and humanity uh, uh, work, evolve, um, survive, thrive. So um, I think it's an illusion that we want happiness, fulfillment. Because once something is full, it doesn't serve any more purpose. So we need this void. We need this drive. You know, I haven't got enough money. I haven't got enough followers. I haven't got enough, um, you know, uh, importance or love or satisfaction or whatever. The void drives us to go and do, be and have more. And it's a balance, isn't it? Because if you're always empty and you're never grateful for what you've got and what you've done, then that hole can feel hollow and you can always feel empty and unworthy. So what I would say is this, set your goal, you know, set your next level. If you're a six figure, go for seven figure. If you're a seven figure, go for eight figure. Um, and then push towards it. No, having, you know, your part unfulfilled, but you're also part grateful for who you are and you have enough self-worth to be happy with who you are. Um, every time I look at my podcast analytics, um, you know, one day I'll be like, oh, well, Joe Rogan, 100 million downloads a month. Uh, you know, um, I haven't had 100 million downloads. I mean, I've had millions of downloads, but not 100 million downloads in, out of all my episodes. And I can feel empty. But, you know, I'm comparing myself to a guy who's got the biggest podcast in the world. Whereas if I, compare, if I said to myself, how many properties has Joe Rogan got? My guess is probably not many. I don't know what his net worth is, but, you know, mine's decent. So, you know, like... Um, uh, family has he got uh, pretty much a, 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 the highest ranked junior golfer in the world and I have to do this to myself all the time because it's like that that constant drive for more and sometimes I feel like I'm not good enough and fulfilled enough unless I have a billion and you know 28,000 million followers and fans and you know and all that kind of stuff and I have you have to look inside and you have to know that you are enough you know, whatever your salary is, it's good compared to where you were last year or compared to someone else. So shoot for those big targets, 
to drive you to hit them. But always look back and go, look where I was a year ago. Look where I was two years ago. Look where I was three years ago. Um, uh, the past me would be very proud of the future me. So you're balancing this desire to be filled with a, a, gra a gratitude and a high self-worth of who you are now. Okay, so we're back to the money part then. The reality is that in inflation will increase and therefore erode the value of your money. So what you get as your financial freedom figure now, in what, 15 years, it will need to be double that. I think you work out, I think it's a rule of 72. So, you know, let's say my financial freedom figure was 20 million quid. Well, it needs to be 40 million quid in 15 years. Now I'm planning to live another 60 years. So then it needs to be 80, then it needs to be 160, and then it needs to be 320. Now I want it to live in to my children's years, then it needs to be 640 million. And of course, you know, it compounds. So you've got to factor in inflation. You've got to factor in your increase in lifestyle, which naturally will happen. And so here's what I found. I found that once I got to a net worth of around about 5 million, then it was enough. Now, for some of you, that you're going to be like, okay, that's good because it's not 100 million. But other people might feel like, oh, man, 5 million? Really? I'm earning, you know, 50 grand or whatever you're earning. But I'm just telling you how it is. All these random generic surveys, which aren't the truth. I was much happier when I made my first million than when I was 50,000 pound in debt. Um, I remember when I was in debt, £50,000, uh, I couldn't even afford to go out. And my ex-girlfriend, my girlfriend then at the time, she used to pay for everything. Uh, and we were together a year and she, we, we went on like a, a weekend um, trip to Ireland together. She paid for it. She paid for everything. And it made me feel, I, I just felt shame. I felt awful about it. And like, I wanted to see her and there wasn't really any other way we could do it unless we just stayed in all the time. So, you know, like she said that she didn't mind doing it and I kind of put up with it, but I just felt I had no self-worth at all. So much so that about a year after we split and I got into property and made some decent money, um, I worked out everything she'd paid. I think it was between three and five grand and I wrote her a check and I posted it um, to her. Blood, she bloody cashed it. So, so you know, like, um, yeah. Enough said on that one. But the point is that, that, you know, like not having enough money really made me unhappy. Uh, it gave me low self-worth. And I, money tends to exaggerate your traits. It tends to exaggerate your behaviors. It, it tends to exaggerate your results. So people say that money changes people. I just think it exaggerates your existing traits. So if you're struggling in your relationship, lack of money will make it worse. You know, if you have addictions, money will feed it. Uh, uh, if you're in debt, money will, um, a lack of money will make it grow. You know, the debt will grow. So um, there's a marked measure of increased happiness uh, when you get yourself out of debt. When I got to a million, that was like, you know, a, one of my goals that was ticked off and I felt good. But then immediately afterwards, I felt like, oh, well, now I need more. So then the emptiness came in again because what I didn't do, which I should have done, is look back and gone, oh, no, just, you know, a few years ago, I was 50,000 pound in consumer debt. Now I've made a million quid. But, you know, you should be really happy. But of course, my living expenses, my expectations had gone up. And when you become a millionaire, you meet other millionaires, but you meet 10 decamillionaires and 100 millionaires. And then you meet your first billionaire. And you're like, oh, I've got, I've got going billions now. But I can say when I got to roughly five, give or take one, I actually then stopped focusing on money. So I don't even really talk to people now about what my money targets are. Um, if I didn't really earn that much more money, obviously want to make it, have a, maintain my current lifestyle and beat off the inflation and that kind of stuff. But I wouldn't really that be that bothered. My measures are different now. They're about reach. They're about impact. They're about legacy. They're about the lives I change, the information that I leave and pass on. And of course, I want to be rewarded for my time. And that's my job to create assets to do that. 
So I would, you know, when people say, when is it ever enough and blah, 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 I'd say about five million quid. You know, now on five million quid, you can have a very extra, extravagant lifestyle, you know, like at one point I have 14 cars, but then you just have too many. Um, uh, I've got four cars now, you know, like 150, 200, 250,000 pound cars. And, you know, I get to travel around the world a lot. Anyway, I'm not, the point is I'm not, not to go, oh, look at me and what I've done. But you can maintain a very extravagant lifestyle on five million pounds. But in 10 years, that needs to be 10 million pounds. Uh, and in 10 years, that needs to be 20 million pounds. Now, also, if you've got 5 million net worth, it probably means you've got some assets. Um, my net worth doesn't include the, the, um, what, what my businesses are worth. Um, uh, and it includes the purchase price valuation of my property portfolio, not, the, not including the growth. Um, so, you know, like when I work out what my net worth is, in reality, it's probably a bit more. Um, so when it was five, I thought it was five, it was probably maybe nearer 10. Um, what a lot of people do is they pump up their net worth. You don't want to do that. You want to do it the other way around. You want to like put all the assets that are in your um, net worth statement as, as, um, put a value on them at the fire sale value. So, you know, like people, all these people saying, well, over $75,000, then you've got no increased marked happiness. Well, I think you have. When, when you get to the point where there is not much increased marked happiness for me was probably, yeah, about four or five million pounds. And then upwards, upwards of that, you know, it was marginal differences. But, you know, like I like what money gives and I'm sure you do too. And so, you know, um, you don't have to ever think that you're finished. Um, if you thought you were finished and it was enough and you felt that sense of relief, oh, finally. Don't have to work. There's no pressure, blah, blah, blah. I promise you in a week you'll be bored because I've fallen into that trap a few times. I've retired once, got bored, did it all again. And I'm a bit of like, a, um, I, I blame myself for everything that I do for myself. So when I, I'll, I'll, I'll go from these extremes of completely clearing my life, having assets, not having work, systemized everything. I've got staff, don't want to do anything. Uh, um, and then a couple of weeks, I'm really bored. I'll go and fill my voids with all sorts of stuff. Um, and then a year or two later, I'll be like quite overwhelmed. And then I'll systemize and push out and hire again to the next level and buy more assets and, you know, pay for everything. So, and then I'm bored again. And then and I'll repeat this pattern. Um, so I've been retired about four times and it's shit. It's the shittest thing in the world. Um, because, you know, what makes you feel important is what you give to the world. You know, your, the skills and talents that you have that you put out to the world uh, that you get feedback and love and, um, you know, recognition for those things make you feel full. Uh, and that would be empty, you, you know, if you just sat on a beach and, and, and drunk pina coladas and whatever else. So, yeah, just some thoughts uh, when people say, when is it ever enough? I think you've got to balance the, the growth and the satisfaction. You've got to balance, you know, the rest uh, and the self-worth who, of who you are right now with the I'm not quite enough, I want to be more, the future me is going to be bigger, better and make more. Uh, and um, don't take advice from people about money um, on social media groups or people say, oh, money doesn't buy you happiness. It does. Um, I have only ever heard one person say that money doesn't make you happy. And that was someone who uh, was addicted to drugs and actually died of an overdose. Uh, and I don't think their problem was money. Their problem was fame and their problem was upbringing. But I've never heard a wealthy pay person ever say money doesn't make you happy. Money doesn't buy happiness. Um, now, look, money won't fill a void in you that's already there. So if there's things in your life that you're unhappy about and that you don't own, more money won't fill that up. You know, more money might actually make that worse. 
Um, so fill yourself up and then you can learn to love money and all the good things that it brings and realize that it's a tool. It's an exchange of value. It's a, a way of quantifying value across all different measures of material and product and service. It's a way of uh, negating or at least reducing the risk of an uncertain future because money today is going to be worth similar to money tomorrow. Um, money's always worth less tomorrow than it is today because of inflation. But, you know, money, you used to hold your money in the form of meat or perishable items. And of course, in a week, that's worth nothing. Whereas if you convert your perishable item into money, that money can be stored, especially with the polymer notes now, that can be stored for decades. And the only thing that erodes in it is the value through inflation. You know, money is a, a, a way to measure your value and your worth, uh, your products, your services. It's a measure of pricing. That's what money is. It's not happiness or unhappiness or, or whatever else. So some things to consider and think about then. Thanks for tuning in to this new money podcast and watching the live feed. It goes, do you like my new T-shirt? You might recognize that quote. If you don't risk anything, <laughs> you risk everything. Uh, so for those of you watching the live video, the podcast goes um, live this Monday, the 16th. And if you, uh, we've got some special bonuses, by the way, going on launch day. I'm going to give away some Apple products. I'm going to give away two tickets to a brand new money event that I'm running. And I'm going to be giving away some cash. Uh, and if you're listening uh, to the podcast, then have you claimed your tickets? And uh, uh, have you found out if you've won the cash or the Apple products? Uh, make sure you um, find me online or join the Disruptive Entrepreneur community in the Facebook group uh, that we have for my two podcasts where you'll find out the winners and you'll be able to claim all of your gifts. Thanks for tuning in. 